everybody welcome to kvm live uh running five minutes late which is dead money on time for us so we appreciate everybody hanging in yes. there to to catch kvm live tonight we've got uh ryan lambert up there back home in the home studio looking nice uh, oh yeah I'm jeff a of course we're your host and we are honored excited uh humbled whatever you want to say uh to have you know bassmaster classic champ one of the best anglers on the planet earth randy howell took the time to join our little podcast thank you randy Appreciate it. Man, I'm glad to be here. Glad to be here tonight. We had some technical difficulties with Skype, but we got it working on the phone, so hopefully you guys can hear me here tonight. <laughs> yes, oh, yeah, for sure. I, I just have one question. How did Ryan convince you to come on this show with us tonight? I had to trade him a few small mouths to get him to do it. it looks like. <laughs> well, we're excited. Excited to have you on here, sir. We sure appreciate it. So what we want to talk about, you know, uh, I shared the link to this when we made the big announcement was your uh, boat giveaway. It's coming up. And we want to talk about some other stuff, too, but that the King's Home boat giveaway that you do each year, benefiting that organization. Uh, talk a little bit about that and, and you know, what, what that's going towards. Yeah, I didn't hear nothing. Y'all just said it just came back on. <laughs> oh, well, perfect. Uh, Jeff just he was asking about the, uh, the King's Home boat giveaway. Yeah, what's what's the story? Okay, what's the story yeah. of that? How uh, long have you been doing up. it? Yes, sir. Yeah, we've been. Uh, this this is the tenth year, the tenth anniversary for the boat giveaway. Man, it started. You know, it seems like just yesterday we started doing it, and man, it's been ten whole years. And uh, the last nine years, it's been over one point five million dollars raised uh, for all the kids and ladies' homes at King's Home, just for the from the generosity of all the fishing community abroad and. We've so we were doing stats today, sending them out, and we've done, we've sold tickets in 49 states and southern seven other countries. Um, so over 10,000 people have donated in that nine-year period. So man, if we could just get a third of that to do it again this year, we could set a new record. You know, my goal this year is to do 2,500 tickets. Uh, last year, 2,000 tickets was what we hit, but I'd love to hit 2,500 this year because they really need to help. This COVID year has really been a dent in the donations for all need-based charities like King's Home, so they really need a lot of help this year. And it was uh, it was a kayak angler that actually won your boat last year, if I'm not mistaken, right? Yeah, Farron Lewis uh, over in Lynchburg, Tennessee, man. He worked for Jack Daniels. Yeah, that's uh, him. He, he was a Hobie. He had a Hobie kayak. I mean, it was a great story. He had a Hobie kayak. He fished turn the Hobie, the Hobie, and all the bunch of the kayak tournaments. And he had just built a house uh, with a garage for a bass boat that he was hoping to buy in the next two or three years <laughs> after he got his house built. So uh, he actually decided to keep the boat, and not sell it, because I've got two or three people always wanting someone to just call and say, "Hey." I'll, I'll give you $60,000 for it or whatever it is to yeah. get to move it if you don't need it. Uh, but he kept it. So, and I get, I get messages on Instagram, like every month or two, somebody saying, Hey, I saw you on, uh, on, uh, Dale hollow last weekend. How did you do? And I'm like, that wasn't me, man. That was Scott won my boat last year. Still got the wrap on it. <laughs> nice. And, and when you, when you give this boat away, I mean, it's, it's fully rigged out, right? I mean, it's just, just like it, just like your last tournament yeah it sure is i'm sitting in it now in my garage and uh <clears throat> if my phone if my laptop had to work like it was supposed to early i, I could have been able to show you a little bit more of it 
But uh, yeah, it's a 2020 uh, Triton 20 and it's fully loaded from 50 Pro XS Mercury in the back to uh, it's got a, a 10 inch Atlas HD TH Marine hydraulic jack plate, got the power pole charge system in the back, Odyssey batteries, um, HDS 16 Live, a big 16 on Boat Logic mount right there mm. on the dash, looks like a flat screen TV. I got a HDS 12 in the front, a Lawrence Ghost trolling motor, a Hydrowave, Blue Water LEDs front to back, uh, custom. I mean, I got it's head to toe, man. You know, you've been with me, right? Oh, I'm, yeah. I'm real particular about getting my boats just right, making them really sharp, and taking good care of them, keeping them clean. And it's got this thing's only got 108 hours on it uh, this year because we've had a short season. So, I mean, kill shield, kill guard on the. Uh, I mean, kill shield, uh, gator guard on the on the bow here to keep it safe from the no scratches on them. Man, it's in perfect shape. Don't get muddy. Don't get muddy shoes on the carpet. I'll That's right. I'll go ahead and tell you, that. tell you that, folks. Don't get your <laughs> muddy shoes on the carpet. Did you get scared? I don't. Again? I don't. I don't get mad about. I it, didn't. No, that wasn't. That wasn't me. I don't. Don't put. Don't I, put that juju on me. I just hit. I just hint around about it just to say, hey, just knock your feet off in the water a little bit. You know, it's makes it easier to keep playing. But uh, but yeah, you, anybody can go right on King's Home. It's K I N G S H O M E dot com. King's Home dot com, and or you can just type in King's Home dot com. So we've actually got we've got it linked in, in the comments already. Uh, yeah, link on the comments right there, and then also if you go to the website and you're you're a guy that likes to do something over the phone and don't want to fool with your phone or the internet, you can call that number right on the Kings right on that same site uh, to call in during the day and give your donation over the phone to Catherine or Trent, one of the two ladies in the office there, and it'll be great and. So when we audit the deal, we got an auditor that comes in Louisiana, audits the whole sweepstake drawing deal uh, on Saturday, November 14th. We have a big kids fishing event on the campus there at the girls' ranch. And uh, fish all day, high school fishing teams, everybody will be there helping the kids fish. And that's a really fun day. And we kind of end it out. It's like a big kind of like a Thanksgiving pre-Christmas celebration outdoor event. Uh, and then at two o'clock, one of the kids that they've drawn from uh, a hat from all the kids to who one kid gets picked to pull the ticket out of the big roller. So once it's audited and all the tickets are digital, come in through the internet. So there's no paper tickets anywhere being sold like that. So everything is cut and cut right out of the computer on the machines. I mean, it's all professionally done. So every right in after the barrel. So it's no like one ticket bent one way, one bent another. You know, the old days, the guy said, bend your ticket a little bit, maybe they'll pull it out. It ain't like that at all. So it's a, it's a real amazing deal. And I'm going to call the winner from the stage. So I always say, please put your phone number on that ticket, on that digital form when you fill it out so I can call you on the phone. Cause, so we got, usually we got 1,000, 2,000 people out there in the crowd watching the event. Uh, and it's so much fun when somebody answers the phone because every year, man, I get voicemail. And I'm like, hey, this is Randy Howell on the stage at King's Home. Just won my boat. Please give me a call back on this number. And so we stand there, and I'm, like, talking to the crowd and all that. And all of a sudden, my phone rings back. And it's always pretty fast. They call back pretty fast. <laughs> and uh, so it's always a lot of fun. So, man, I'm excited about it. We really need everybody's help this year. We want to break all the records, and this is the perfect year to win this boat. So, guys and gals, if you want a bass boat in your garage, click that link. Make a donation and give yourself a shot at taking it home. 
you know, Randy was kind enough to support Jackson when Jackson was putting on his charity event. So let's uh, let's turn it around and show him support on this. Yeah, for sure. yeah, it's hundred dollars per ticket, no limits. You can see it right on there. So that's a tax deductible donation as well. Randy, can you tell us a little bit? Katie, as always, hooks us up with all the links and comments. But could you tell us a little bit about uh, King's Home? What it's all about and what that money's going towards? Yeah, King's Home is a uh, is a it's actually a, a Christian based, um, so it's a faith based uh, ministry for girls and boys. And so it's kids. They have kid, you know, young kids. They have teenagers. They have uh, moms with small kids, and then they have women uh, all in separate places. So they've got like four girls' ranches and boys' ranches. Then they've got uh, about twenty-one separate women's group homes scattered around uh, four counties in the state of Alabama. And some, a lot of kids and women come from other states sometimes, but it's a lot of them in the state. And most of these kids that come to King's Home have already been. They've been abused and abandoned, neglected somewhere in from their re- previous family or original family, and sometimes even they've been in foster care for a long time, and they've been from one foster care to the next, and they finally end up coming into King's Home. And when they get there, it's a, usually a 90% uh, success rate for rehabilitation. You know, they come from a lot of bad situations. And like just for instance, last year, they had 12 seniors that graduated high school last year, girls and boys. 11 of them went to a college somewhere on a scholarship, and the other one went in the military. So out of 12 seniors graduating, that was 12 success stories that would have all been statistics had they not been in King's Home for two or three years prior. So uh, it's just so much awesome stuff. We've been a part of it for about 12 years and um, kind of got connected with them by going over myself and just thinking I was doing a good deed. Uh, and doing a little fishing seminar and talking to the boys there one time back in 2007 at the Bassmaster Classic. And it kind of led to uh, just our hearts getting, you know, tugged on. We went around and met a lot of them and went through the homes and saw how the operation was. And we just knew after that that we needed to be a part of it. So we talked to them about how we could help them more. And then little by little, it kind of one thing led to another. And we started helping them try to raise money. And then I come up with the idea of just, why don't we see if we could get our sponsors to help us be able to give my boat away and use that as a way to raise money. So it started out seeming really easy. And the first year we, we did almost a thousand tickets on it, right at a hundred thousand dollars. And it was really hard to do that. And then it's grown little by little, but went into classic in 14, we started in 11 and <coughs> classic in 14, got all the Kings home uh, and the kids and all the people on ESPN on TV in that arena that day, which made it really uh, sink into what that imp- what kind of the charity really was all about. So that's when it kind of went national after that, and it's just grown. And uh, all the money, every bit of that money goes directly. All you know, if we were like last year, we raised two hundred thousand, a little over two hundred thousand dollars. It goes directly into the home budgets, and uh, and it they've got about a five point nine million dollar budget to operate that whole place. And uh, they've got three thrift stores that they own now that um, that funds a lot of the uh, money. They get a little bit of money from the state funding from some of the for some of the kids, and then the rest all comes from private donations because it's a faith-based charity. So that's why it's dear to our heart. We so we know them and we've seen it, and we know the impact it makes on the on the world. Yeah, that's amazing. We're that's a lot awesome. Of that's a good story. Yeah, a lot of comments. A few people said they're already entered. <laughs> 
Somebody asked if Randy's in witness protection. I think it's because his background blurs on; it keeps blurring in and out. But we can hear him just fine. So that's all we need. <laughs> that's uh, that, that's Brian. The, that's Brian the carpenter. He was wanting to know if you were in witness protection. Uh, that was actually a stipulation of Randy's. He said he would only come on Kayak Bass Nation if we blurred his face out the entire time. <laughs> <laughs> and didn't call, and didn't call him Randy Howell. We had to make up a name. I'm lucky I'm even on here with all the technical difficulties. So we got my phone, my wife's phone sitting sideways on a dial, a tackle bag, <laughs> facing me, plugged into a drop cord. I mean, it's like Redneck City up in this garage right now. Shout out to Robin for saving the day once again. Yeah, she did. Right. She saved That's the right. day once again. So if it is blurred, it's probably because them lights in my ceiling in my garage here is probably turned up toward them lights. I'm scared to mess with it. Uh, no, it I, w- I wouldn't mess with it. No, what no, it is, no, no. It, it, Skype has a blur background feature, and it's Sometimes it'll pick your hands up. Sometimes it'll pick your face up. That's what it's doing. <laughs> Guaranteed. I don't know what to do. Then. I'm well, sorry. While you're, while you're, oh, you're, while you're leaning in, that makes it just right. So stay right there. You're good to go. Stay right here. That's good to go. I'll stay right here. Yeah. No, no, no. This, this is great. We're so glad you came on here. And if you folks are watching this, please, everybody out there, out there watching, please share this so more people can find out about this information and, and share the link over and like that uh, Randy Howe Fishing Facebook page. There's a lot of information over there, too. So make sure you go. Like hey, we, we, uh, we did a little kayak, little kayak filming last week down here on Gunnersville. That was the rumor. You and Morgan got out. Is that right? Yeah, we did one of those hobby, uh, outdoor adventure shows. I think, I think I can Ellie did one. Uh, maybe when was that? I think he did one earlier in the year or, or last year on the river. Down at, uh, yeah. And I, they did a little bit of filming down on when we were down at Seminole too. I think okay. I remember AJ saying he went out with them as well. Yeah, I remember they did something, I know. So we've been trying to make it happen here, and, and COVID's had California people shut down worse than anywhere, and poor Morgan couldn't get out of get, couldn't get out of Dodge. He finally escaped and got here to Alabama. He didn't want to leave when he got here. I was going to say, uh, that's, that's, uh, that's, pretty, that's pretty much torture if they're going to stick you in California and not let you out. I know. So he, he showed up, and he, we got uh, we got the – uh, I have I got a new 360. Finally, it took like a year to get my 360, and I got it finally like in April or May. I think I got it in May. So that was the first time I really got it rigged up and really in good shape to fish out of. And we thought we were gonna go out here, out here on Gunnersville and have a shallow water frog beat down, and we didn't get a bite on nothing. Right. So when you see this show, it ain't gonna be nothing like you would expect the Gunners will show to be. But it's gonna be pretty cool because it turned out better than than it started thinking we were gonna we were gonna have a struggle we had to get the old dial of power spin spinning rod out and uh skip a cinco around on braid and man we called him good after we did that and i taught i taught morgan how to skip docks he had never done that before no. so kind of turned into a dock skipping show and uh and a pretty darn good one so i'm excited about seeing it when it gets done y'all didn't get on them pet fish out there by the dock no, we were all back here. Now the, the water, you know what happened? They, they sucked the bottom out two days before we start on Monday, like that weekend. I don't know what they were doing. It, it almost got the winter pool. Yeah, so I think they're dropping it earlier. Uh, I know uh, up there we're we're fishing the <laughs> tournament of champions, but we had our state championship on the same waters. I told you up on the classic waters up around yeah. Knoxville, and they are running the bottom out of uh, Cherokee and Douglas lakes too. So they've got they've got the generators running wide open up there. So. A lot of current trying to get it down to winter pool early, I think. They sucked it out of the back here uh, so bad that all the fish that were up in the flats and the grass and the pads back here in, in Spring Creek that we were hoping to fish for, 
uh, they got pulled out because there was no water for them to stay up there. It was four or five inches of water in that grass. So they, they all sucked out. And after we finally realized where they went, they went under a lot of these docks. And uh, and it's the first time. I, it was fun because skipping docks, sitting down in a kayak is really the, a lot of fun. It's, it's easier to skip them under sitting in a kayak than it is standing up in a bass boat because yep. you're down so low there. And then, uh, and uh and man, it was like calling your shot. And once it was a wacky Cinco, the water was so shallow in her dock, something quiet. And I mean, I caught four or five in a row and finally got Morgan over there and showed him how to do it. Gave him one of my spinning rods. And then I turned him loose on the next four or five docks. And he caught one on there every dock just about. So it was a lot of fun. We didn't catch anything over a three and three quarters, I think, was the biggest one. I had a bunch of long, skinny ones would have been good on a kayak board uh, for a kayak tournament. Probably, yeah. We probably had five. I bet we had 80, probably 80 some inches, probably mid low 80s, something like that. If we'd measured them. It's pretty good. Yep, that's that's good. So what what do you think about that 360? Man, I tell you what, it spoiled me so bad because I got a PA 14 and I got a 360 in the dock. And Robin, uh, she's been using a 14, and she just had it fixed up like she liked and all that and had to do nothing to it. So she kept taking that. I kept telling her to take the 360 out there. It was a lot easier to maneuver it. And uh, and then, you know, I jumped into 360. And once she got into the next time and she saw how much easier it is, she's like, man, I ain't getting back in that other one anymore. This one's so easy now. And then I put the power pole uh, micro on there with the spike. And, I mean, you can just sit in one spot with that 360 and put your pole down. And even cook a fish, and even the wind blows you around, you stay in one spot. Then you just turn that, that 360 handle and turn yourself and spin yourself right back around in casting position and never fall out or roll into the bat, get into the area and mess your, your air. It's not yeah. bad. We're trying to get Jeff uh, into one. I got one. It's just motorized. We <laughs> <laughs> uh, can't get Jeff on the Hobie train. He won't cross over. You see me right here. Uh, I'm good. Old town, old town, old man. So hey, hey, you know what? Let's let's go back a little bit. This is something Randy doesn't doesn't probably even even realize, but there's a there's a connection from years back where uh, Randy was rolling with an attack, a wilderness systems attack, and I was on the wilderness (laughs) system. Get out of here! I was on the wilderness system team at the time, so I think maybe we're somehow uh, kayak related. How about that? It's all cut now. No, I said back in the day, I was on the wilderness team and you were rolling with a, a wilderness attack uh, for a little bit right yeah. there around the time you won the classic, I think. So uh, we're I, somehow like kayak I brand ran. related, I think. I don't know. Okay. Yeah, I ran that the first year I did. I had the first kayak I ever had was the wilderness and then I kept seeing everybody peddling them hobbies around me, and it made it look so easy. That's why I ended up getting that the next year. <laughs> I got you. I got you. It really was so much man. easier. But but hey, I didn't have. It wasn't nothing wrong with my my wilderness. I just like the moving around on them them uh, them pedals are a lot better. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you come check out check out Old so, Town out with the with the old tracks on it with Spotlight. That's where it's at. I bet that's real good. <laughs> You went full screen on me now. I lost. Uh, I lost Ryan over here on my screen. Uh, uh, you're fine. Right. You you ain't missing nothing. Don't worry. <laughs> I like so, that Gatorhead. Yeah, yeah, man. I, I try to drag drag a few souvenir animals back. Those ducks in the background—they're from Gunnersville down there. 
Those came out of back of town. Uh huh. About to be that time too. Man, I hope we get some birds down this year. It's been a it's been a desolate couple of years. We've got we're doing that shotgun shell company, and we've got uh, Riley Green. I don't know if you know who he is, but he's a, a country singer. But uh, we're working with his. He's got a waterfowl company, Halo yeah. Waterfowl. We're gonna do a lot of filming with them this year, so I'm hoping we have a have a good season coming up. Oh, that be fun. That sounds good. It should be. Hey, I saw the picture of y'all's kayaks in the boathouse out there. Whose big old seat cushion is that? Um, I think that big. Oh, that big gel seat cushion. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's 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 Robin's seat cushion. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get Robin. We got a thing. It's called a kayak cushion. It's a big. It doesn't doesn't hold water or anything. It's lightweight, but it's it's thick like foam, thick foam. Uh, I'll send I'll send y'all that. one down there. We'll we'll get her. <laughs> Get her looking cool. I don't want her riding around on that jail cushion down there. Yeah, if I'd have known that you had that, I would ask Matt Matt Brooks up here uh, in town. Uh, Matt told me about that the other day. He said you need to get a get you that kayak cushion in there. I said, yeah, I ain't had time to go. Yeah, I'll, I'll drop you one off. I got some here. So I line that up. <clears throat> yeah, that sounds good, man. I appreciate. It. I need two if you can. Spare me oh, two. Yeah. Yeah, we, <laughs> I'll give you some cinco's. Leave me some hot water bags. We'll trade out. That's, all right. that's the deal. We'll we'll trade out some kayak cushions for Cinco's. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, how did you get started tournament fishing? When I, I know you've been doing it for what twenty five years. I don't want to to date you too yeah. bad here, but how long you been in the game? You've been doing it for a while. Yeah, I have. I I started right out of high school when I was eighteen. And uh, I just turned 47 a couple weeks ago, so I've been doing it. So starting, you know, really, really professionally, probably 28 years um, now. And it's crazy to think about that because I, I still feel like um, I still feel young in my head, you know. And uh, and but I mean, I struggled for four or five years to make it, just like everybody does back in the old days. And we got married when we were eighteen, nineteen, right a year out of high school. And I, she went to college, got a teaching degree, and I went right into fishing. The, the back then was, and uh, you had to make the top fifty out of the two hundred people in invitationals to make the old BP top one hundred tournaments, is what they were called. And, uh, and I was 48 the first year when I was 18, so I barely made that 50 to, to get the tour card. And um, and so I started, <clears throat> then, I, then I was when I had all that craziness happen, I had ulcerated colitis, my colon ruptured and had almost died, went through emergency surgery, took my colon out, and had to go back to Duke for two more some major surgeries. All that was 92, 93, and I got back and was able to still start competing at, at uh, when I was 19 in May of 93 like three months after those surgeries and i was able to get going and i never had to miss a tournament so it's kind of a miracle the way it all came together quickly <laughs> but i started out and struggled for till about 23 years old and i finally uh 23 uh, i got i can i got connected with with uh rod mcsweeney southern comfort conversions and, and earl bent some friends and at the time and, I, and they gave me a a van to drive and a Triton boat was first starting out and back in uh, fall of 97 uh, or spring of 97, fall of 96. And that was my first big break at 23. And then that year I had my best season, finished ninth in the points and made the Bassmaster Classic with 23 years old. And that was the first big break when I finally made the Classic. That kind of finally got me over the hump 
and I finally started getting some of those sponsorships that were bags of worms and spinner baits turned into a little bit of money here or there and uh my two biggest sponsors were mastercard and visa for a long time and they were high interest sponsors so i was finally able to drop them <laughs> and uh and get rolling and I, then the next year i won an flw tournament i fished flw and bassmaster in the early years and i won a hundred thousand dollar flw event in march of 98 on lake wheeler in huntsville alabama and i uh, lived in north carolina still at the time <coughs> And that was kind of the provision that got us out of debt and also made us realize that we needed to move to this central Alabama area to be centrally located for tournaments. And so we moved to Alabama in 98, and then that's kind of when everything took off, started getting better after that. How did you trick Robin into buying in on this idea? Like, listen, you go to college, you have fun, I'm going fishing. <laughs> what was that sales pitch? Yeah, we, we didn't have fishing teams back then. We had a college fishing team back then. I might have I might have tried that, but at the time, uh she you know, she man, she was so supportive and you know, she was in love, I guess, just like me, and she was supportive and she she knew I my dream was to fish and she never doubted me, never never told me that she doubted me, so I never knew she did. She did. <laughs> and even her even her parents were pretty uh pretty amazing. They didn't you know, they didn't ever hammer me too bad about what am I going to do to make a living? You know, they, they had confidence in me too. And, and so it, <clears throat> it was really hard. You know, it was really amazing how it all come together. Cause it was, uh, it was a struggle cause she not only went to school six months after we got married, she had to become a nurse because I was down and sick, had a surgeries and mess and, up and really got strong in our love and our faith you know at a, at a real young age and that's probably what made a huge difference in us being married for 28 years now uh, because of, of all the stuff we went through in the beginning <laughs> that's a heck of a story there so you know you've been professionally fishing for all these years obviously lately we've seen some of these uh high level pros jumping into some of these kayak tournaments you think 2021 we're going to see randy house show up at any of the hobie events we've seen uh what mike iconelli fished this year jordan lee's fished one uh think we could see randy show up at any of these this year man i tell you i i've thought about it um and i actually was thinking of, i was going to do the the coosa river uh hobie bass open and then when all the tournament schedules changed around, uh, we got a Major League Fishing Cup event that got scheduled right on top of that Coosa event. Uh, just a month before the Coosa event, it got it got moved to that date, so it kind of messed me up on that. I was thinking about doing it. I wasn't 100% that I would, but I was thinking about it. But if we, I think, sure, if we get something else back here at Gunnersville, that would be easy to do. Um because I don't even have a trailer to pull my kayak on. I reckon we could find one, but I can find it on a boat trailer, I guess. But I'd love to do something right here at Gunnersville. But uh, after being in there filming that show and doing that and kind of having a little pressure to catch fish, you know, because we had just six hours to do it, uh, it kind of got me fired up to want, you know, the good feeling of being pressured in the kayak a little bit. Because typically when I'm in the kayak, I'm relaxed and I'm not stressed about worrying about catching fish if I don't. I don't worry about it. I just come on back in and eat, you know, but, <laughs> but, but so I might want to try it. You know, it's definitely addicting. I know that. And as the money keeps getting bigger, you put enough money in there, you'll get every, you get anybody to get in it. Yep. That's the truth. Cause I can told me, uh, I was with him in a Lawrence event recently and he had just fished that 
uh, one up there in, in Susquehanna. The, uh, yeah, Susquehanna. He told me too, so he kind of got me thinking. About it. <clears throat> I saw him at the ramp that afternoon after the second day. And he was worn out. You know, I mean, Mike's a Mike's a, a petite fella anyway, but he said, boy, he's like, I don't see how y'all sit out there and just, because, you know, the Susky is just constant current, and he was fishing one one area. So he had to really fight it all day long to stay there. He's like, I don't see, I didn't think about, you know, kind of the how much physical exhaustion there is involved in these two-day tournaments mm-hmm. trying to fish the way he was fishing especially. Gosh, yeah, I can't imagine it in current sitting there on it all day in the current. My legs, my, my, I mean, I'm in decent shape, and my legs get sore the next day after I pedal all over Spring Creek, man. And I'm the next morning, <laughs> my legs were hurting in places they don't normally hurt. And I thought, golly, man, I gotta, I gotta get in better shape with my legs. But if I had a kayak like you're talking about, Jeff, with a with a trolling motor on it now, that's where you really want that as in the current. I'm sure that's I, nice. I'm about to strap. I got a I got a torpedo. They call them uh, electric motor. I'm about to strap on this 360. I'll let you let you play around in it one day and see what you think. That's the that's the ticket right yeah. there. I got a torpedo in my garage down there. Well, that's strap it on. That way, well, it was broken. It was with that. I had it with that wilderness. Yeah. And. Uh, and Oakley, Oakley hit it on a log running wide open, and it ain't never worked <laughs> since then. It's probably not really hurt bad. It's probably some safety mechanism that kicked inside a breaker or something. But yeah. anybody listening that wants to deal on a on a, on a good torpedo, it was a $2,000 motor on that wilderness yeah. site when I got it. So, uh, Well, don't don't go too far with that. I may, I may know somebody that will take that uh, off your hands. It's not working. Was it the one that goes on the back or the one that drops in the middle of the thing, in the in – the middle console so bad i ain't hearing y'all too well i think it was the one that went on the back it was the 403 wasn't it randy the one that goes uh, on the this, back of the kayak oh uh, this is the one that sit in the hole in that wheel yeah, uh, the in the hole. yeah. yeah. yeah stuck with that one sorry buddy. <laughs> 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 oh. it was so long and deep you know it, it sat down in the water pretty deep and uh i think that's how he hit and when he hit he just bumped the like a floating piece of wood because it floated up after he bumped it and then it just quit. So it's probably not really damaged. It's probably just something inside that needs to be reset or something. I bet. So what's <laughs> what's uh, what's Oakley doing? He you, is he he playing basketball this year? He is. Since you saw him when we were together in the spring, man, he's grown about six more inches now. He's six foot. I was going to say. I thought I saw a picture. He looks like he's grown now. Yeah, he done passed me by. He got me on by two inches now, and uh, he lets me know it every day. He's playing basketball pretty good, and, and uh, he's kind of he's kind of put fishing in the back burner for a little while. So he's gonna take a little break from fishing. He said so he can play basketball. So I told him it's all right. That's probably good though. Uh, you don't don't want him to get burned out. He'll he'll still remember how to fish when he gets through playing basketball, won't he, Jeff? That's right. Jeff's a basketballer too, and that's this is Jeff's retirement and his kayak fishing. That's right. My my knees and back said no more basketball because I we're the same age, Randy. So knees and back said no more Are basketball. You? So yeah, uh, fishing it is. Even though kayak fishing is not the easiest on the body. Yeah. I I played full court last Monday night for the first time in about 
five months because everything's been shut down. Nobody's been opening the gyms up, and the guys finally let us come back to the gym. And man, it felt good to play again. But I was playing against all the eighteen to fifteen to twenty-five year olds, and uh, I know it is frustrating. I know <laughs> I, I'm gonna keep playing though. I ain't gonna quit unless I just have to. <laughs> <laughs> so what's uh, what's it looking like for next year for you on the on the professional side? I know uh, you know there's some some the MLF FLW merger and you know they put on some super super events this year uh what's your schedule looking like next year yeah that it's really exciting for the guys that really want to fish a lot of events and I and I I couldn't work it out to do that many a lot of guys they've they've got it set up where you know we're all major league fishing one brand one umbrella now and then everything is underneath from high school to college to BFL to Toyota Series and then the Tackle Warehouse Pro Circuit and then the Bass Pro Tour. And so you can work your way all the way up from top to bottom. That's the way it's, meant, it's supposed to be. But next year is the 10 guys drop out. The bottom 10 fall out of the 80 of our Bass Pro Tour. And we 10 FLW, previous FLW guys, which are now Tackle Warehouse Pro Circuit guys, will move into those spots. And uh, so it's a big year for qualifying for everybody and all that. But I'm just going to fish the Bass Pro Tour and the, and the ML Major League Cup events that we qualify for. Hopefully, if I have a good season on that, I'll get in more of those cups because we got the potential to fish four cups with eight tour events. Uh, well, actually, seven tour events and four cups. So uh, I'll still have plenty to fish. And if you try to do them all, they, they lined up where you can fish, you know, the, the Tackle Warehouse pro circuit and the bass pro tour and man that's like seven plus six plus you know the three or four cups i mean you'd be gone a long time all year if you got a family and they're not on the road with you that'll be tough i was talking to jason lambert and that's what he was saying he's like yeah you know i'll be driving i think the first you know first little segment there was back and forth from florida to texas like two or three times in the in the first month and a half or something Uh, that's a pretty good haul there I know, and somebody like Lambert, that, that, you know, that's kind of free, his wife's along the road with him, you don't have any kids to worry about, uh, that's a good deal for him. And then a lot of the younger guys that, you know, that don't have kids or have got, you know, babies or something that are traveling with them, you can do that. And I would have probably done the same thing, you know, 10 years ago when my boys were little on the road with us, a lot easier, I probably would have done it too, because I still got the desire to fish that many tournaments. I just don't, I just don't want to sacrifice you know, that extra time with, with my boys and doing different things around here and, and, you know, still be able to take care of the sponsor activities we got to do on top of those events. So I'm going to just stick with that Bass Pro Tour and try to do good at those because, you know, I didn't make the Red Crest event this year. It was very, you know, bad deal starting out. Miss, you know, had two two bad ones right off the bat. And then I started doing better afterwards, but we only had five events to do our points in and then we had the flw super tournaments but they didn't count for our best pro points so uh i didn't get it i didn't get to come back and make the comeback and get in the cut there in the end so i'll be working red quit red crest in uh, february in oklahoma instead of fishing in it so i gotta have a good year next year and make that thing and get it back on track like i need to are they uh still planning to have the expo and everything post post cope you know with yeah. COVID and everything's going on yeah, right now they're planning it big. They've already got all the boot space sold out all over the whole show. The sponsors are really excited about it. A lot of companies are going to be launching their new products at the event, like they've always launched at the Bassmaster Classic. And so it's going to be a, a really cool event. And all the all the 
major league fishing pros that aren't in competition will all be there in attendance to to meet fans and do autographs, pictures, work spots. Always follow the anglers, and they wonder where all of us are, and they don't know where we were when we when they came to the Bassmaster Classic in Birmingham and didn't know where all of them were. They this is where everybody's going to be is at the Red Crest event. So uh, I, I encourage anybody in that area to come out to it. Yeah, it's just down the road mm-hmm. for me, so I'll come over and, and shake your hand if I can if I can find you. Yeah, place. man, we'll come do a live on 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 site yeah. show over there. We'll Skype Ryan in, right? That'd be all right. <laughs> there you go, Jeff. I may make a road trip, Randy. You never know Let's where go. I'm going to be at. I, I might know. just happen you're to be in the neighborhood. You're everywhere every week. I don't know how you get around so much. I look at your Instagram pictures. I'm like, I don't know how. I don't know how to worry. You line your pictures up and make it look like you're in a different state every day. <laughs> hey, well, got it's that. easy just be in a different state every day. That's he, what, he's that's got that nice say. studio right there, and I don't think he's been in it once in the last three months. <laughs> this is the first time yeah. that I've got to do one of these from from the studio with all my all my stuff in it. So wow. I'm hoping that's about to change. I've got I got some things cooking in the real world that hopefully will take me off the road and I'll get to spend some time on my, on my home waters. Everybody likes to reference all the time. That's your home lake. That's your backyard. Well, I'm never in my backyard, so it doesn't really do me any good to, to have a yeah. house. If I don't get to fish it. I know. I know. So I think we'd be, uh, we'd be failing the people watching if we didn't open it up for a few questions for fall fishing. If we have the Bassmaster classic, randy how you know fishing god of the world on here we need to have some questions answered <laughs> by this man for the for the fall because just like just like the pro level the the schedules got all messed up so kayak fishing tournaments are backloaded into the fall so there's a lot of you know late fall and, and tournaments where they're not normally scheduled happening uh, still right now so some people may have some questions so if you do shoot them over here and we'll, we'll ask randy uh if, if see if he can answer them for you um yeah and I can tell you right now that, that, that the fall, and you guys know because y'all fish a lot too, the, the late summer, early fall, which we're in right now, is the absolute toughest, most challenging <laughs> time of the year anywhere you go. It don't matter where you go. You can take the best lake in the country, like Chickamauga. That's been one of the best lakes in the country for the last several years, and the Bassmaster boys didn't even break 20 pounds one day up there. I mean, and they, it's unbelievable when Buddy Gross lives up there and he catches one two-pounder one day on, on that third day or whatever i'm like that shows you how tough that lake is right now in the fall they had the cba up there this past weekend too you know the cba is just the local hammers that yeah, they beat yeah. on that every day and their bags were tiny compared you know comparatively speaking they had their classic this weekend I, I think cole sands i think he did pretty did pretty well in it i don't know if you know him he's a young yeah, young college angler he's a freaking hammer man he's uh yeah really i saw good. him holding up they had 17 pounds or something the first day i saw him holding up two good ones on instagram so yeah that's just fall fishing is tough gunnersville's been i haven't been here to fish much at gunnersville but all my buddies and guides i know here i've talked to them and stay and regularly with them and they they said it's been bad the whole time and just like uh that little kayak fishing the other day. I mean, we we had to finesse and throw a cinco to to save the day. And uh, you know, and in a tournament that day, our best five probably would have only been fourteen or fifteen pounds. And, uh, and that's what you're seeing. It was a big two day local hammer tournament here this weekend. Kind of like the CBA, it's the Gunnersville Association tournament. And uh, one of my buddies is a guide here, and Chris Flint, and he's a uh, um, a policeman here in town. They finished second. They had 
they had 29 pounds for two days for second. I don't think, but 30, 31 for two days, one. And that's all the local sticks, too. <clears throat> so we got some questions coming in now. Adam Reiser, he's a, he's a Nashville guy. He's really, really good angler. He's asking a question about the hydro wave. How important is the hydro wave during the fall? You know, with bait fish schooling up, how, how, do, how do you utilize that, that tool in your arsenal? Yeah, you cut out on the beginning, but I think you say, well, how do I utilize the hydro wave? Do I yep. use the hydro wave in the fall? Okay, yeah. Um, man, I, I tell you, I've got it on every boat I've ever owned. I've had a hydro wave, and even before it was a hydro wave, it was a biosonics years ago before it became kind of a hydro wave later. <clears throat> I've had a sound machine for fish for all my boat for, for years, and I believe in it 100%. The only time that I don't really run it is when I'm bed fishing, if I'm sight fishing for them on a bed. The rest of the time I run it and I run it on, usually I turn it on in the mornings on um, on the sh uh, shallow water power pattern or just power pattern. Uh, I've got the KVD model on my boat here and I turn it up to about half to three quarter volume and run it loud and I run it solid for the first couple hours until it starts to slow down or something and then I might go back and I put it on delayed schooling. That's the next setting I run and I leave it on delayed schooling all day. And that delayed schooling runs for 30 seconds, and it's off for 30 seconds, and on 30 and off 30. And uh, that way, it's not just solid running. It kind of comes on, and it kind of surprises. And you'll see the bait fish react. A lot of times, you'll see fish chase bait, chase shad around the boat. And, I mean, I catch fish right at the boat a lot. And uh, so I believe in that hydro wave a lot. And actually, I've got another model here uh, that I've got here in my garage is like a spare. <clears throat> and I took that that one you know and have it you put it on the board and just wrap your speaker around around on that and then sit it in the kayak you don't even have to mount it and just sit it in the floor of the kayak and roll that speaker and just drop it right down over the side of the boat and it can i really believe it can do wonders for you because it causes activity to happen around the boat you know and i and i believe that's what makes it work and when, and i run and all my livingston crankbaits and baits i use have the have the electronic bait fish sound in them so all my baits when i'm throwing them out i've got sound in my baits doing the same thing as like the hydro waves doing in one spot so i'm a big time believer in sound all year round so those are going to sell out tonight <laughs> <laughs> well, they definitely work good i know that and there was a big sale last week th marine had the 45 year anniversary sale and last week was the big sale on the hydro waves this week this blue water leds are on sale big so it's a good way to get your led lights brian did you catch dj's question i did so dj williams asked if you have the choice on on a lake that has clean water and dirty water which one do you pick would you rather fish clean water or do you like a little little color in in the water well that's a good question um in the spring, well, it depends on the time of the year for me. I'm typically going to say I'd rather have dirty water about about any time other than when they're on the bed. When they're on the bed, sight fishing, I'd rather it be clear just so you can see them and catch them easier then. But the rest of the year, I'd rather have some stain uh, because stain water keeps them shallower most of the time, and I like to fish shallow more than deep. And um, I, that's what I, I prefer, a shallow cranking and, you know, flipping, chatterbait, spinnerbait, that kind of stuff. 
And specifically, I think he's asking about Truman Lake in Missouri or Truman Reservoir because there's a huge tournament coming up there in a week. So, <laughs> you know, and I, it's funny. I've fished a lot of places, but I've never fished Truman Lake. All these years, we've never had a tournament there, so I've never fished there. And Brent Chapman, buddy of mine, he lives out there in Kansas, you know. And Brent, Brent always talks about wishing we had a tournament on Truman. He, I've heard him say it for years. He said it's a really good lake and it's a good shallow crankbait lake. So if I was going to Truman. I'd be beating some rocks on the bank with a square bill or something, probably. There you go, DJ. There's the juice. There we go. Write that down. Mm-hmm. Uh, somebody else asked, oh, Kyle Long, he asked, he wants to know how we got, <laughs> we've had two other classic champions on here, and you're the third, and how did we pull that off? Uh, and like I said earlier in the show, Ryan, Ryan traded some smallmouth or something for it, didn't you, Ryan? I, I did. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. Uh, sometimes, sometimes you're just in the right place at the right time. I don't know. We, we meet some. We meet some good people, man. The fishing fishing industry. It's a small Ryan, world. And Ryan's got all them connections worldwide. That's right. <laughs> Something like that. He's like, uh, what's I up? Hang, I hang out in the right places. <laughs> <laughs> now, if you guys got any more questions, shoot them over to us. Uh, Jake Harshman asked, and why? I'm assuming he's talking about the dirty water versus clear water. People dropping links to mini hydroways. I guess they make a smaller version for kayaks or small boats. Yeah, they do. They do, but I didn't want to buy one of them, so I already had another one, a big <laughs> big version, so I just used that one. <laughs> but you can buy a little smaller one, too, for the kayak. What else do you have this year? You got any fall tournaments you're looking at hitting? Or are you going to do some fun fishing? Or what have you got left between now and the end of the year? Man, I tell you, we've got um, no more competition, but I've got um, – I got a film. I was supposed to be filming Bass Pro Shows last week, and the uh, camera guy called today of uh, Dave Appleton. You might know him. that films a bunch of stuff for Bass Pro, and he got sick. And I don't know if he got COVID. He never said, but he said he got sick and wasn't going to be able to travel. So we rescheduled for November 18th, 19th. So I got to film three of those shows, and I got a couple other just little regional shows to film, and I've got about three, you know, donated trips that I got to um that were auctioned off this year that i gotta uh take people on and then really the king's home event that's gonna take precedence for the next couple of weeks as soon as we get to first week of november we're back and forth down there to birmingham constantly you know doing you know boat ticket selling and and trying to set up the event because we got a they got about a 10 acre pond on the girls ranch campus there that we have the fishing event at so uh, alabama aquarium and pond services is a pond service group there in that area that's good friends of mine and they come in and start stocking some more fish and we try to get the lake in good shape so all these kids and people that don't really ever get to catch any fish can have a good experience that day and catch some fish so we'll be doing that all the way through till we finish it on november 14th and uh then after that i might get to fish a little bit around close to thanksgiving and uh and then robin is going to have a back surgery december 7th so that's going to that's going to shut us down for a little while. So trying Uh-oh. to get her back fixed, we got to go to Texas Back Institute in Dallas and and have a have that done. But I think she'll be all right. She's just going to be having to go through and do it all. The bad part. So nobody try to contact Randy during that time because Robin won't be there to figure all the stuff out. So y'all <laughs> y'all leave, that, y'all leave Randy alone. The manager <laughs> will be down. Text and FaceTime. That's all I know how to use. All right. <laughs> Well, pray, prayers for Robin. Hopefully the surgery goes well and she's back on her feet in no time. I hope so, too. We're going to try hard. I know that. 
Uh, we've got uh, Steve-O, my buddy Steve-O. He runs uh, the Bassmaster Bass Nation events around here. He said he invited you up. we got a kayak tournament on the 21st on Chickamauga if you want to come up and, and get some redemption on Chick. Well, I, I slide know. you I in. I'll have to think about that. <laughs> I, hope the, I hope the bite uh, – I hope the bite's – the lake should flip by then i would think we're starting to see some colder temperatures i'm hoping by you know by late november the lake's flipped and and it's a much more predictable fall pattern uh we had kyle long he asked what water temps will you decide it's too cold for top water is there too cold for top water where do you cut it off yeah usually usually i i'll take it all the way all the way into the mid upper 50s you know I, I don't you know especially with a buzz bait the buzz bait's the one thing you can keep throwing right on the bank real shallow slow and i've caught them on buzz bait even when it snowed before i've caught them on buzz bait when they come up real shallow on the bank uh but still the water's mid you know low to mid 50s at best so most of the time i'll just throw it until i don't get any more bites on it really that's just right that's all it's pretty simple i'll just keep throwing it until they just don't bite it at all and i'm hard-headed but if you still you know i've still been like at christmas time i remember being on gunnersville several times you know and people throwing alabama rigs a few years ago and the fish you know come up busting uh chasing bait you know in the bays and pockets and the water be you know 50 degrees 48 50 degrees and uh and i get the top water out and throw it over there and still catch catch a bass they're just sluggish but when they're coming up chasing bait i have caught them really cold a few times it's rare but uh you know they they're when they're chasing bait they'll they'll bite on top there you go kyle now you know mid 50s i don't know what he's talking about he lives on a power plant he lives on a power plant lake there and the water's 80 degrees all the time so i don't know what he's worried about yeah Kyle catches those big fish out of his backyard all the time, doesn't he? And he's the one posting those eight-pounders and stuff, like, literally out of his backyard. Yeah, he, like, eats dinner, walks down, catches an eight-pounder, and walks back home. <laughs> Who's that? My buddy Kyle Long. He lives over here at uh, northwest Arkansas. There's a, a power plant lake over here, Lake Flint Creek or Slepco Lake, stocked with Floridas. Uh, he lives right on it. So it's our only trophy fish, fish yeah. lake around here, so. We need to go do a show there, then. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pick Kyle up. He'll he'll make you some hamburgers, and as long as you pick him up, he'll show you around the lake. <laughs> <laughs> Any more questions out there, y'all? We don't want to keep Randy all night long. We've had him for a while now. We should, sure appreciate him being on here and and uh, dealing with us for the evening. Uh, I've enjoyed. It. I'm just glad it's working. Y'all are hearing me because I, sometimes I'm not hearing y'all good, but hopefully. Me. oh that's just skype we'll just blame it on arkansas internet again like we usually do right. yeah that's what we always do arkansas internet yeah <laughs> oh dj slid oh, one more okay. question in he asked what's your pb and did you catch it during a tournament over the years and there was one bigger than eight but uh I did catch the tenor at Lake and about several years ago, early in the early 2010, 14, some long. Well, it was different because I caught and thought for sure I had big fishing, Greg Hackney caught 11 pounds. <laughs> <laughs> we're kind of we're losing your audio there, sir, but I think I heard you say you with the big bass in the 11. Was that right? Yeah. 
Well, Skype's acting up on us. We're we're we are locking up and freezing up. Are you are you seeing him there, Ryan? Uh, How about now? Yeah, that's pretty good right there. Any better? All right. I said I called a ten eight at Lake Amistad, and Greg Hackney beat me out with an eleven pounder that day. Oh, so you here at that time? Yes, sir. I, I've never, I've never met Greg, but seeing him on TV, he just seems like a good old boy, like just salt of the earth kind of dude. He is. He loves to catch him, man. He can catch him too, man. My father-in-law met him at the boat ramp on your favorite lake, Ryan, uh, Lake Washtenaw. Said he sat there and explained exactly what he was catching him on for forty-five <laughs> minutes to some guy he didn't ever know. So I, I took that as being a good, good old boy. <laughs> yeah, he is a good old boy. He's a good old redneck. Loves to loves to fish and hunt, and that's all he loves to do, man. I tell you, and he's good at it. So I like it. Well, I, I appreciate you coming on, Randy, uh, Jeff. If that's all right with you, we'll go ahead and wrap it up. Yeah, let me let me throw a few things uh, out real quick. Real, real quick, Clint Dunbar's uh, Tommy Strong fundraiser tournament uh raising funds for a young man that's fighting cancer you want to find that over on tourney x and then also don't forget to sign up for the bass nation event coming up that steve mentioned earlier in the uh comments that's all i got man yep everybody else coming in town for the shootout trying to slide into the tournament of champions uh here in a couple weeks on lake teleco uh we're gonna aj's posted the links to the hotels in the Knoxville area that are offering, you know, a discount. So we're going to try to get everybody together. One of my buddies that I went to high school with, actually, he owns a restaurant in Knoxville. He's going to cater. I think AJ said our Saturday night meal. Uh, we're going to have a good time up there at the tournament of champions. Come out, make it if you can roll the dice on the shootout. It's going to be a, a good event. And I'm sure you will see a few Tennessee boys trying to make a little racket up there in the top 10. Sounds like fun, man. Yeah, that's going to be a good time. It will. That's that bite. Hopefully, is just going to get better as we go on. Uh, I I ask anybody that's that's interested, if you can, if you can spare hundred bucks, uh, you know, help out help out what Randy's trying to do here uh, with the King's Home Alabama Foundation, and uh, and you might win a brand new bass boat. So yeah. give it a shot. And uh, Randy, we appreciate you for, coming on. Thank y'all for plugging and letting me get on here and talk about it tonight. We're going to all make a difference. We all work together and do it, man. And thank y'all again. You got till November 14th, so y'all just get ready and let your buddies all know if you missed it tonight. And let's make a difference it's on November 14th. So thank y'all again. God bless. And I'll see y'all on the water somewhere for too long. Sounds good, buddy. Yes, Take sir. care. Thanks all again. Right, we'll see and y'all. Happy Halloween, everybody. We'll catch y'all next Monday. All right. Thanks.